everyone. Today is Thursday, October 1st, only 33 days before the most important election of our lifetime. My name is Stephen Strang, and welcome to My God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, the podcast that deals with why Donald Trump must win and what's at stake for Christians if he loses, tied into my book by the same title. You can get this book and all my books at my website, stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, Steve Strang bookswithans.com. Well, today I'm going to deal with the fact that America's had some very difficult periods in its history. I say that because this is a very difficult period. But I lived through one of the worst as I was just coming of age during the radical anti-Vietnam War era in the late 60s. I remember seeing on the news the riots at the 1968 Democratic Convention when radicals tried to take over the party, which is what they're doing again. I saw the same sort of street violence over the Vietnam War that we see today against President Trump in what is almost a repeat of that era. Back then, I was a student journalist at the University of Florida. I covered the riots of radicals. I reported on the protests after the shooting deaths of the four students at Kent State University in May 1970 for the student newspaper. The following year, I covered kind of riot that happened when students took over the University of Florida Administration Building. Uh, I actually reported it to the Associated Press. I was calling in stories from a payphone inside the building that was broken up by... Uh, Tear gas, only time in my life I've ever been around tear gas, and I was not a protester, but I was there as a student journalist, and I remember that. Uh, The radical societal changes that I saw surfacing when I was a student came as a shock for most traditional Americans. They refused to believe what was happening until it was almost too late. America has a long history of lively and often extreme political discord going back to the time of John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, whose acrimonious political fight must have seen extreme after our first president, George Washington, was elected without opposition. But the acrimony then was nothing like what it's been during the last 60 years. With the left becoming more and more extreme, it's as if the people have said, enough is enough. When Donald Trump was elected in 2016, the American people sent a message to Washington that they wanted change. It's a message that the political media elites missed. So they were shocked by Trump's decisive win in the Electoral College. Even though Trump lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton, our Constitution set up a system in the Electoral College that protects the small states by being overpowered by the more populous states. Trump won because he took three states that the Democrats thought were in their pocket, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. But he won by only roughly 80,000 votes spread over all three states, less than 1% in each state. It was not a blowout by any means. You know, I go into all these things in my book. In fact, I uh, am doing some articles on charismanews.com in which we kind of draw from the book, but... You know, this election is entirely different. While Donald Trump has been fighting since 2016 to make life better for all Americans, the left has grown more extreme in its radicalism. It's become more dangerous 
than it ever has been in the history of our country. Meanwhile, Trump has become the unlikely hero of most conservatives, including evangelicals. They see his courage and his stand for the truth. They see his unprecedented presidential support of religious liberty, life for the unborn in Israel. While the country has lurched left over the past several decades, Donald Trump has at least slowed down the momentum. Christians have sensed this reprieve. It has emboldened them to take a stand like they haven't recently. Conservative news sites, even Christian ones, are more prominent than they've been before. Christian movies, such as Unplanned and Breakthrough, have been big hits. Whereas before, few Christian-friendly movies even got a slot at the theater. Leaders who've been intimidated into silence are once again taking courage from how Trump speaks the truth and survives the onslaught from the politically correct crowd. Let's face it, the same people who oppose Trump almost uniformly oppose Bible-believing Christians. If Trump loses, not only do we lose the benefits we have gained from someone like from some of his executive orders, but we also lose a champion, and we lose a great American leader because Donald Trump, if he is anything, he's a great leader. You know, there's a lot more I can say. Uh, I need to probably opine about quote-unquote evangelicals who don't support Donald Trump. I think the word has been sullied. I believe that some people who come from an evangelical background over time have become jaded and hardened their hearts. You know, when I grew up, we used to say that people didn't, who didn't believe the Word of God and who didn't live by it were backslidden. You don't hear that word very much, and people take, as Christian people take umbrage if you even suggest that they're backslidden. I mean, you know, they're right, everyone else is wrong, but... Um, The term evangelical was actually coined because there were very liberal Christians who barely believed the Bible. This was like back in the 1920s. They called it the social gospel. They would do good deeds, and that kind of got them into heaven. But, you know, they didn't really believe in the blood of Jesus. They didn't believe in the virgin birth. They didn't believe you had to be born again. They didn't believe in the second coming. Now, a lot of Bible-believing Christians do. That's really what I believe is an evangelical. But, you know, maybe we need to call them on-fire Christians uh, because that's kind of what they are. They're on fire for Jesus and believing the Bible and thinking that we should win the world for Jesus and spread the gospel. I mean, our culture has become so hostile that when Amy Coney Barrett was quoted at some speech encouraging the people to share the gospel, which is really what all Christians should do, she was lambasted like she'd said some horrible thing. I mean, it's so far outside their wheelhouse that anyone would want to follow the gospel, let alone espouse it as normative or maybe more than that, ideal or something that people would actually want to have. I mean, it just shows you where the country is. Now, I have other occasions, and there'll be other podcasts for me to go into this a little bit more. I raised the question about Uh, being backslidden when I was interviewed by the New York Times a couple of months ago. And maybe I'll go into that in another podcast. That would be kind of an interesting discussion. Thank you for listening each day as we count down the election, only 33 days away. 
from the most important election of our lifetime. Check out my books, stevestrangbooks.com. I think you'll enjoy them. I believe they're important. I believe you'll learn things, even if you already support Donald Trump. And if you are listening to my podcast and you don't support Donald Trump, I think my books will make a very strong argument, a logical argument, one that's well-documented, lots of footnotes, interesting read. Check it out. And let me know what you think. You can always email me at info at charismamedia.com. Just tell me your opinion, positive or negative. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to my God Trump in the 2020 election podcast for Thursday, October 1st. Only 33 days before election day. God bless you.